The Chicago-born music artist Juice World had his life and career tragically cut short when he passed away in December. He was 21 years old. Earlier this month, his estate released a new album of his music called Legends Never Die. It debuted at number one on the Billboard album charts, and it's the biggest posthumous debut in more than two decades. Biko hosts Middays on our sister station Vocalo, and he joined WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel to talk about Juice World and his legacy. Juice World was a local artist. Can you tell us more about who he was? So yes, Juice World was a local artist. You know, um, went to school Homewood Flossmore, which is actually one of uh, my high school rivals. I went to Bowling Brick High School. Uh, he was a you know a fun kid. At the same time, he enjoyed music. You know, if if you look at the the, the old videos of him freestyling, you can tell that his passion has been there. And it, it, it emerged from him freestyling and having fun to actually becoming a career for him. And I remember when he first struck his deal with Interscope, it was big because it was a million dollar deal. You, you know, you don't really hear about that, especially with a Chicago artist getting signed. It was a definitely a good thing, great thing for the city at the time. So that's who Juicy is. He was just a very creative artist, definitely on a different level of a lot of artists you hear coming out of our city. Um, he, he had a passion for it and he took it to another level. So, um, could you tell us a little bit more about this new album? With it being his um, posthumous album, you already know that it's going to attract more people to who he really was as an artist because the new fans that's coming in now after, you know, his passing is now getting introduced to him as an artist. And it's pretty much doing exactly what it needs to do number wise. It's, it's charted. It's creating history streaming wise and album sale wise. It's already done what it needs to do within the first week of its release. This album, with it having 23 tracks, I personally feel like they could have chopped it down and put out another album just to keep, you know, keep fans uh, entertained. But yeah, it's it set the record already for this year. One of the top hip-hop albums to release this year. That's how I feel about the album. It's an amazing album. Juice has always talked about how a lot of people in his stature don't make it to C21. He did make it to C21, but unfortunately passed a week after his birthday. But within this album, he kind of like foreseeing his future. And you can hear it within the music, especially the outro itself. The outro is is a, a clip of him on his IG saying, hello, everybody. You know, I'm, I'm just waving down, smiling from heaven. I'm on Instagram live from heaven. Huh. I made it, y'all. I'm up here. <laughs> I love y'all to death. Um, I couldn't ask for better fans, better supporters. You know, it's it's touching. It's it's like he already seen this coming. Um, also, in the intro of the album, it's a clip of him from his last show in Chicago. It's a it's a pretty unique album. Do you do you have any favorites? Could you share some of your favorites on this album? Uh, yes, I I do. I I enjoyed uh, conversations. I enjoy Tell Me You Love Me, which features Trippy Red. And what I enjoy most about Tell Me You Love Me is because, you know, we all need love, especially at a time like this. Uh, love, hearing that someone uh, can share their love for you can do a lot for a person. Tell me you love me. 
so I, I enjoyed the Tell Me You Love Me record. Uh, Hate the Other Side, you know, Hate the Other Side also features Chicago artist Polo G, who's also recently charted with his latest album called The Goat, and then Wishing Well. They recently released a video to that. This particular video is a fully animated 3D reality video of Juice World um, doing what he does. So it's almost like it's almost like it's him, <laughs> but as a cartoon character. And uh, that's another thing I enjoy about Wishing Well. So. What do we know about how how these songs were produced? How how did this album come together after his death? Now, um, one thing I do know about how the album came together was through his team and uh, the record label Juice. He he his work ethic is incredible. If he has an idea, one thing about him, he would record it. Uh, some of his favorite songs that he's made, it only took him 15 minutes to make. For instance, Lu uh, Lucid Dream. So, you know, with his work ethic being in that way, um, I'm pretty sure he probably still have records sitting on a shelf that the record label may or may not release. But that's pretty much how things went down. His team, they pulled out some records that they were sitting on. And they uh, built a compilation around it, pieced it together, got some amazing artwork done. Um, and, and, yeah, they put it out to the world in a way that they felt was necessary. Uh, another thing I've learned is uh, before they put it out, everyone on the team gave it a listen. And a lot of them got emotional listening to it, which is why it is, they, you know, it, it came ideal for them to put it out. Because if it makes you emotional, you know it's real music. Co-host Middays on our sister station Vocalo. Thanks for for joining and, and sharing your reaction to this album. Hey, no problem. I thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like